This podcast is brought to you by RMA, the Risk Management Association. RMA's sole purpose is to advance the use of sound risk management principles in the financial services industry. Learn more at rmahq.org. Hi, I'm Stephen Krasowski, Communications Manager at RMA. Regardless of a bank's budget or portfolio size, there is no denying the need for long-term accuracy and improved granularity in a risk rating system's output, especially with the economic uncertainty we are now experiencing in the COVID-19 period. With the goal of improving probability of default accuracy and minimizing lost given default top of mind, many banks are making the switch from a single risk rating system to a dual risk rating system. Today, I'm joined by RMA Credit Risk Council Chair, Seth Waller, Executive Vice President and Chief Credit Officer at TIAA Bank to discuss the advantages of a dual or quantitative risk rating system versus a single or qualitative approach. Seth, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me, Stephen. I appreciate it. So Seth, in your experience, why is it so critical today to use a quantitative versus qualitative approach to managing your loan portfolio? Yeah, that's a great question, Stephen. So like a lot of people, I learned um, how to do risk ratings using the qualitative approach. Um, and it was, you know, let's be honest, it was fairly manual. Um, but that's how I learned. I, I learned at, uh, you know, one of the member institutions of RMA more than 20 years ago. And we used a fairly standard uh, risk rating scale that went from one to 10, with one being the, the very best credit, something that modeled kind of like a AAA credit would be, and 10 being the loss end of the scale. And along the way, you had past credits on into special mention, substandard, doubtful. And we would have had, you know, grids that would have said, okay, you know, a five or a six tends to have these characteristics, and it should look something like this. But the application, you know, of those ratings was fairly manual on the part of the underwriter and then subsequently manual on the part of, you know, any reviewer that was coming behind and reviewing that work. So you can hear in that what the real challenge is with relying on that kind of both manual and single rating system is it doesn't scale terribly well and it doesn't scale terribly well in terms of applicability of running an efficient bank where you're trying to drive a PD and LGD approach that is tied to specific credit exposures. So it doesn't, you know, for the person making the initial, uh, you know, application of what the risk rating is on up through the number of reviewers that may be looking at that uh, exposure after the fact, um, it's just not as good either from being uh, consistent in terms of the application of a given risk rating to similar types of credits within the portfolio, or in terms of making changes um, as the environment changes or individual exposures change, or things happen like are happening right now in our environment with the, uh, with the COVID situation. What is the benefit to managing your commercial loan portfolio using a quantitative approach? And how much faster are you able to surface these loans? So when you have a quantitative approach, um, you really, in our case, when we moved to a quantitative model, we took the things that the subject matter experts did using kind of the expert system and really quantified them, right? So we actually have a sheet um, and it varies by you know, type of loan and it varies by industry, 
but it will say, you know, if the leverage looks like this, then that equates to uh, so many points in a risk rating. And same thing for liquidity, for quality of collateral, quality of a guarantee, et cetera. When you do that, you're able to make far more consistently applied risk ratings across credits that look similar uh, in your portfolio. And it really takes away any kind of variability that would have existed uh, based on individual underwriters, perhaps valuing you know, one metric over another uh, in a different fashion from each other. The other thing that's great about it is as you want to make changes, either to the scorecard itself. So let's say, for instance, you decide that a guarantor isn't as valuable as you previously thought it was, or you think it's more valuable. It's very easy to change that in the scorecard and have that make the changes downstream for all of the exposures. It also allows you to do things with stress testing exercises much more efficiently than the old manual single rating would have done. Can you provide some examples of what you didn't like about the single or qualitative risk rating system? Yeah, uh, so like a lot of us, I, I certainly grew up learning that one. And eventually I became very comfortable with, this is what a four looks like, this is what a six looks like, this is what a seven looks like. But each one of those you know, had maybe a half page description of what it looked like. And we really didn't have a scorecard driven approach. And we certainly didn't have one that differentiated, you know, both the PD uh, calculation and the LGD calculation. What you tended to have was within a given portfolio, we're just going to assume the loss given default is 30% or 70% or 10%. And that was kind of applied, you know, in the back office, uh, you know, not so much in the, uh, in the front office of the lending environment. And so from an underwriter or from a relationship manager, in terms of thinking about the characteristics of a loan that are very important for the bank to be managing, they were kind of one step removed from that process. So that's really a shortcoming in my mind of, of the system that we used to use. People may, you may be able to get your underwriters to appreciate the difference between a strong pass and a weak pass and a watch credit but they were still a little bit disassociated from the final calculation of how do we think about this from a PD and an LGD perspective and what types of factors would make us look at uh, this particular loan as better or worse from a PD and LGD perspective. And now that we've moved to a more uh, quantitative uh, approach that is in the hands of the underwriter uh, putting that transaction together, they're a lot more well-equipped to understand the drivers that are important there. Great. Seth, thank you again for joining us today. Thank you for having me, Stephen. Really appreciate it. If institutions would like more information on RMA's dual risk rating program, or if you are considering making the shift from single to dual risk rating, or even implementing a credit risk rating system for the very first time, send an email to riskrating at rmahq.org. Thank you.